Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Yes, good evening and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast. It's back to three of us, it's been a little while, with uh, moving house, new jobs and Ross Byers in the semi for a, a bowling, uh, <laughs> the bowling still game or tune the fat days, but um, no, nice to have all three of us, how are we all doing? Perfect. Okay. Um, the agenda tonight, we're going to speak about the opening, opening sort of four games in, in the opening month or so in the, the Premier League, or the Scottish Premiership, sorry, when it comes to Hearts and Hibs and their starts. And we'll speak about the transfer window. It is transfer deadline day when we're recording right now. So I'd imagine Ross, as he normally does, will keep sort of refreshing Twitter while we're on and updating any signings that come in. But uh, we'll speak that. We'll then go to speak about City who managed to pick up a fine win over the weekend and then on to our Lonely Games. Player of the Month as well for August and we'll finish with our Prediction League. But Cam, before we start, it must be nice to look down on our... our, our uh, from a great height, you're looking down at us, Cam, from the top of that Prediction League. I mean, I... Uh, sitting there, it's not too bad so far, still top. I think, uh, look... There's a few people that are that aren't too far away. You know, deb- debutant this year, Brian Payne, very, very strong showing so far. Uh, Susan as well, getting back in the third there. Um, you know, so it's 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 good to see a lot of folk in good positions, etc. So I um, I'm I'm content with being top. I've not yet sent the results off for this week, so don't know if I'm going to make top because I had a shocker this mm. week. Another tough week, another tough week. Um, Byers again just remains uh, t- tagging along at the end between the, us three. Aye! It's <laughs> not as bad as you previously have been in previous seasons, I have to admit. But uh, let's get it to it then. We're a month into uh, the Premiership season and Ross, we'll, we'll start with kind of hearts. Let's sum up the first, the first month. Could you envisage hearts right now Four games in, being uh, being second or joint top of of the league. Uh, joint top, thank you very much. Um, no, to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't think this is at all. Like the, you look at the fixtures that we had to start off with. They were hard. They were hard fixtures to start off with. Yeah, see Celtic, uh, Aberdeen coming in, trips away to Dundee United and St Mirren. Are not being particularly strong there, so to sit and to only drop points off Aberdeen, I'm delighted mm. so far with the season. I think the, the signings that we've made have actually gelled well with the team and have made us stronger. So, um, good riddance to Levine and Murray mm. from that. Mm. So, it's actually starting to work a wee bit. Yeah, I'd have probably hearts about maybe three or four points ahead of schedule, Ross. Is that probably, probably fair in your eyes? Yeah, I think so. I think you, you look at, well, having a look at the submitting game, we had never won it um, in Paisley since 2010 in the league. So <clears throat> to pick up three points there is more than impressive. Uh, beating Celtic at home, and albeit I think we probably did draw points at Aberdeen at some point, but um, Dundee United, I think that was a strong showing on Saturday there as well. So I'm absolutely delighted so far with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good start to the season. Uh, 
the hearts have had, Cal. I mean, what, what's your take? What's impressed you? You know, a team coming up from the championship. We spoke a lot about hearts and in, in the championship, and you know, and a lot of the arguments were last season that, oh, that we'll see the best of hearts when they're back in the Premiership because some of these players maybe aren't best suited to the Championship. But I mean, what's impressed you uh, in the opening? So, I know it's only four games in, but what's impressed you so far? Because it's been a great start. I just think the manner of the performances, really. Uh, looking at that from last year, it was dire to watch, I think. Every man in the dug who was at the who was at Tanadai, sorry, thought it was class. Um, in terms of the atmosphere, the performance. So I think hearts are pulling in the right direction. The signings that they've made, they're putting round pegs and round holes, which is always helpful. And yeah, I just think that so far it's been a better reflection on Hearts this season, whereas last year, I don't know, it was almost just a, look, we just need to win this league, and yeah. that came through in a lot of the performances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, listen to the reports, Ross, the game at the weekend was probably the best that Hearts have played, certainly for the first hour or so, is, is, is what I'm hearing up, up till uh, maybe midway through the, the second half. Uh, as good a Hearts performance that there's been all season so uh, you know it's, it's, it's it really ha- you know four opening game uh, games there two for me tough-ish away games um, I think over the course of the season you'd expect Hearts to, to, to win against Dun United win against St Mirren but the, 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 the home games as well you know picking up four points on them but what did you see in, in the result of the weekend that, that really impressed you because that was a, by all accounts the best that Hearts have played uh, all year yeah, I think I think it was it was a case of I think every man was playing for as a team from that. I think previously we've had teams of just everyone's kind of been more of an individual aspect of it. But I think we, we do look strong. I think across the pitch there was people filling in for for everyone when we needed. I think um, the boy Cochrane, I, I, I've actually been really impressed with him since he's came in. It wasn't something that I could have thought. Oh, I don't know how he'll fit in, but. By all means, I think he's, he's been excellent for us so far. And I think for the boy, uh, Benny, from the we got in for Everton, <clears throat> I, just, I think overall strong, we're strong at the back. And I think the fact that we've got someone, you know, Scotland's number one keeper and Craig Gordon at the back as well, that just, um, it just kind of gives confidence to the boys at the back. But you've got players like um, John Sewer, who's on form at the moment, that's, uh, that's incredible for Hearts at the moment we've got that mm-hmm. uh, but it's long long may it continue because it's something we've been dealing for a while and it's actually given uh, fans a wee bit of confidence going back two games now that you've got I mean you had 2,200 I think it was up at Tanadice uh, on Saturday there if you, if you had that during, if you had that ability to go up there during the championship I'm not convinced you would have got those figures mm-hmm. From that, so I think it's only, and obviously the confidence, the continuing the feel good factor off the pitch yeah. with also the news that's came out from yesterday. So it's it's a good time to be a Hearts fan at the moment. Mm. I think you know, I think certainly getting Celtic when Hearts got Celtic has been great for Hearts because it's really you know picking up a win. You know, regard. I mean, I suppose regardless of when you play Celtic, uh, beating Celtic 
is a massive confidence booster and you've seen that already. If Hearts maybe dropped points, if they maybe lost that opening game, it'd be interesting to see where Hearts would be four, you know, four games in now. It's amazing how that one big result on the opening day of the season has totally changed the fans' at, fans' attitude towards the the, the, the team and, and, and the players. You've seen the confidence there. Um, something that you know, <clears throat> certainly, I think, Calm, you, you made the point there about transfers. We'll come to speak about sort of the transfer window, but certainly, I think it was a bit of a slow burner transfers for Hearts at the start. But it does look like there's actually planning going into the signings that Hearts have made. You know, it looks like you know are crying out for this type of player, and, and they brought in. That you know they brought in a player to, to fit what, what they've needed, and um, Devlin, uh, you know, announced today, which seems promising as well, because I think Hearts do need a bit more of a kind of box to box midfield player. I think they're maybe a bit heavy when it comes to defensive midfield players. I don't think they've really got a player that's going to go box to box, and so that seems to be promising. And um, and but even the likes of, you know, the depth, a little bit more depth. I know we spoke about a lack of depth last week, Callum, but signs that maybe can bring off. Nandwile off the bench. You can bring off Josh uh, Ginelli off the bench on Saturday, and that proved uh, proved vital in the end. I still think though, Hearts are light uh, up front. Callum would be would be my concern right now. Yeah, I think that they they definitely need at least one in. Uh, Nielsen's come out and said that they aren't going to be making any more signings, so that is disappointing because um, by all accounts. What I've heard about Nandouli's performance is he came on, was pretty lethargic, didn't really do a lot, and then pops up with a goal. Uh, apparently, looked very disinterested. Uh, <coughs> um, yeah, just wasn't wasn't bothered until you know the last second gets his goal, and uh, even that was a little bit of a you know. I see his match. Yeah, I watched because I and dad went through, and they were saying that he was just. He's just not interested at all. No. Uh, but then football fans, there was there was people saying that what a sick, what a player, what a performance he did when he came on. Um, <laughs> you're always going to get both sides of that. But I think um, I don't know. I'm not sure about Nandu. There was always there's rumours that he's um, had having bust ups with Nielsen and he was looking to get his way out of the club. So uh, I would have liked to have seen one more in at Hearts. If if it doesn't happen, I think that an injury to Boyce really really does throw the cat amongst the pigeons with Hearts and that's why for me certainly another striker would have been even a loan uh, you know a wee 12 month loan or I tell you what if I was Hearts I would I would take a chance on someone like Cummings you know I would um, he wouldn't cost much and I tell you what he'd probably get you a couple of goals and that would just be you know just to throw something out there but I think Hearts Hearts could definitely do with with someone else up top Maybe they're going to utilise Woodburn in that area, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? Yeah. No, I think um, that's... this is the first window that Cummins has not been mentioned for Hearts. <laughs> so thanks well, for that. until now, until <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there he is. There's Callum chucking that, chucking that name in the ring. Uh, no, I agree with you, Callum. Um, I mean, that stat came out at the weekend. I was reading about Liam Boyce, um, the the direct impact that he has at Hearts, not just goals but assists as well. Um, even dating back to sort of, you know pre-relegation times, absolutely vital, absolutely vital. Um, no, I, I mean Ross. Last week when you weren't on, I was speaking, you know, to Callum on the podcast. I'd like to get your take because because uh, I think it was after the Aberdeen game, we spoke about Robbie Nielsen and we spoke about when Hearts go one 0 up, what turns to happen, 
is that still a concern? Right now it's fine because it's you're getting wins and you're picking up decent points against you know decent points, but it's not going to take long. All it takes is another maybe a couple of games where Hearts do go ahead and they do concede and they do drop points where it, all these strikes again are, are going to crop up. So what does Nielsen have to do, or has he turned the corner with Hearts fan? Is it now he's got a a kind of fresh start again or are these old shouts going to come come through if it starts to go a wee bit uh, south again uh, I, I still think they're there uh, to be honest I think I think the big test for him is going to be the derby um, on the 12th that's going to be the big one for him because even on Saturday there we didn't be scored and then second half we sat in let them invited them on to us thankfully we kept a clean sheet again but um as you say, it's going to get to a stage where we do start conceding points as well. Like, I think we, we had that. We dropped points against Aberdeen. Obviously, doing that, even the Celtic game where we went one up and we kind of sat back and let them invite them on to us, which takes away from the game plan that worked so well in the first half of being in their faces. Mm. I think I don't know what happens. I, I don't know. Half time, it's almost like a just put your feet up, lads, have a cup of tea, and then that's shoes. <laughs> see it out for a wee bit and then we'll, we'll see what happens but you need to I think I like the fact that the first half we are kind of going for it at the start and try to kill that game early but you also need to start doing that in the second half as well get that done and dusted yeah. Yeah. See, then if you go 2-3 two up, two, up maybe then you can sit back and have that realisation because like, even at 2-0 a goal you lose a goal early in the second half anything like that it's yeah, it's like, you know, as much as, much as Hearts, you know, how, how dominant Hearts were for that opening hour, it was only one 0 and it's you know, and then and then you rely on. I mean, to be honest, having watched the game back, are any of Gordon saves world class? I'm not really. I'm not really convinced. I think any. Uh, free kick, the free kick was closest, but the way that was getting talked about in the sports scene, you think it was like a. He was tipping it round the top corner with Destin going. I, I think that's a standard save. Right? I think I, I think people even saying oh, standard saves for Gordon. I, not even convinced of that. I think they were just standard saves, to be quite honest. I don't think. But you know, on another day, those chances could have gone in. Um, all it takes is maybe you know a shot that goes an extra yard further in the corner or two yards further in the corner to burn it, and Hearts get pegged back, and then it's all that good work is undone. So I still think they need to do a little bit more to put to put teams away. But maybe with the players that have come in, Woodburn only I think he's you know, not played football, a lot of football. So Ross, the transfer window, players come in, you've already mentioned Cochrane, a defender's come in, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, Taylor. Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore, that's right. Um, Benny, Devlin coming in. I've probably missed a couple of others as well, but the transfer window... There was, so there was, talks, there was talks about um, Hearts looking at another striker mm. and a backup keeper as well as someone in defence. So it'll be interesting to see if that, any of that's actually true. I know... Grubbs just said that it's, he's kind of said that's it done, but it's been touted a lot today that we are looking at striker, so I think we do need that extra firepower because, as you say, if Boyce goes off, you're relying on Angeli, and I'm not sure of that because I believe Henderson and a couple of younger boys are they're looking to get punted them out on loan mm. to get more first team games, but there's no, there's no rush for them to go out at the moment because, because of the transfer window for lower league or lower lower league side teams to get anyone alone so yeah yeah. okay then good start promising you know a derby around the corner international break now so it's a, a good opening uh, opening month and let's see what happens 
in the next couple of hours when it comes to transfers. Right, Callum, across to the east side of the city then, and you know, I don't want to go, let's not go speak about the game of the weekend, but it was an important three points. It maintains Hibs top of the league. Um, so four games in, let's kind of have we did with the hearts. Four games in, ten points. But for me, Hibs are two points behind schedule, if I'm quite honest. I think ten to twelve points. Uh, yeah, I still think it should be 12, quite honest, but it's been a decent start. I mean, look, we can't get away from that. If someone was to tell you after four games you'd be joint top of the table, you'd absolutely take that, let, let's be honest. Um, yeah, I uh, said it last week, should have been a win at Dundee. Livingston, uh, I've said it before on the podcast, they're going to struggle this season. Uh, I think that they're just dull, really. Just they sit in and as soon as Hibbs got the goal to go in front it just aye um, it was a pretty poor game if I'm honest yeah it was a poor game I don't think I, you know that was probably the poorest I've seen Hibbs this season probably I mean even in, you know, in flashes at Dundee Hibbs played quite, pretty well but that, that game on Saturday was a tough watch um, but kind of two pieces of of individual brilliance Callum I mean it's you know, Boyle's obviously signed a new deal, so he's going nowhere. But if Hibs lose, if Hibs do lose, Kevin, I mean, I don't think they can't they can't sell now. I think, I mean, we spoke about it during the week, Callum, just you know, messaging each other. Hibs have left us far too late to sell this. But if he was going to go, and he had to have gone already. And if he does go, then it's, it's I'm very worried, very worried. But I don't, I don't think he can now. It's too late now for for him to go. Surely. No, I think. Um... Celtic obviously sold Edward earlier on in the day. I think that there was a chance that, you know, if they were serious about Nisbet, that was the time to move for him. But I don't think any club in Scotland is going to look at him. And then I don't think down south anyone will pay the five million. So, yeah, yeah, I would I would be very surprised if Kevin Nisbet wasn't a Hibs player come tomorrow morning. Yeah, so important though, you know, Cam, just go back to that Livingston game. He took his goal great, didn't he? And it's... It was a difference of that game. Hibs, Hibs, were, Hibs were, although they were on top and uh, you know by a better team, that were kind of it was until the goal we hadn't created many clear cut chances up to that point, and it's kind of I would say it's something or nothing, but it's a great touch, great turn, and, and a great finish. It, it's you know it's, it's vital that Hibs that Hibs do keep him because depth in the forward area, Callum spoke about so much, is severely lacking until maybe Muller comes in in, in January, but right now it's. It's lacking big time, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the goal on uh, Saturday, the boy, the Livingston defender, had just come on. Yeah. And I remember saying, you know, put something on top of him, see, see how sharp he is. And literally, Paul McGinn did that. This bit beats him to the ball. It's a great time, great finish. But Hibs have already lost Deutsch. If, if someone else goes gets injured, uh, apparently Jamie Gallon's getting loaned out today. So, I mean, clearly... Nisbet, uh, sorry, Jack Ross has no time for him mm. and I think it's just a matter of like it's just Hibs have to sign someone I said that Hearts need to bring in someone Hibs are exactly the same someone needs to come in up uh, in a forward position if Hibs don't sign someone or at least a couple actually then an injury or a suspension to a key player and Hibs are goosed. Mm. You know, uh, have, you, have you heard the rumour about um, Doyle going to Rangers? 
Barisic has moved to Roma and falls through they're, they're willing to meet it but I wouldn't imagine that's true surely Again, I, I think I, I can't. I can't see Hibs selling. Hibs have been pretty sensible when it comes to you know in the last wee while it comes to maybe letting players go. I can't see Hibs selling any players at, at what are we now half past seven when the window shuts in a couple of hours time. I can't see Hibs selling any players now. Um, no, I, I can't. I can't see Hibs letting any of their key players go. And can't, you make a great point. If Gullen goes, <laughs> Hibs have no strikers. Except for unless you're looking down at the under 18s, because uh, incredible, incredible. Um, but no, Callum got a good opening start. Ross, what have you been impressed with? I mean, I know you probably don't watch lots of Hibs, but in terms of how you know, what's been imp- impressed you? Because there's Hibs and Hearts top of the league, so Hibs are obviously doing something right. Um, it's been a good start to the season for Hibs, also. I, I think it's brilliant for Edinburgh having two teams unbeaten so far in the league. Um, let's let's not take that for granted. That's that's incredible stats for us. Um, I think Hibs, the forward line have really impressed me. I think they've kicked on from last season. Uh, knowing you've had there, you've had McGuinness kind of getting back from kind of almost full fitness now. I would say um, almost like a forgotten man last season, but he's kind of pushing on. You can see why why Ross gave him the contract that he had. Um, I still think he's a suspect at the back but I think that's, it's not no surprises there um, but I, I have been impressed with him so I think the derby that's coming up is going to be a very tight game because it's I think both teams are doing well attacking wise but mm, we'll just see how that kind of pans out but uh, overall I think the start of the season I think if you if you went to any hearts or Hibs fans at the start of the season and said that's the start you're getting after four games mm. I think every one of them would probably bite your hand off mm. but for you obviously you want 12 points but yeah, there's no doubt that's though that's no big greedy yeah there's no doubt there's probably only three teams that you would say have actually got maybe settled teams from last season and, and that's Rangers, Hibs and uh, St Johnston probably or there's only three teams for me that are relatively I... settled coming into this season so Hibs are always probably going to have a, a decent Start considering there hasn't been massive changes at the club. It's kind of just been kind of kicking on it and pushing on from last season, Ross. To be honest, aye, I think it's a testament to Hibs as well. But as you said, I think that I have been surprised this window has been so quiet for you. Um, but as we said previously, it does look like it is the dog money that they were potentially banking on before they brought someone in. But it's. It's quite disappointing because I think there is aspects that even if you don't want to change or add people in for the sake of it, but I still think Hibs were we're needing that extra wee. Mm. I think you, you need competition in places though, because you're going to get folk that just get mm. kind of they're going to get lazy in their positions and think, oh, you can't drop me because that's absolutely what they're coming for. Yeah, Jake, that's what comes down to Callum Jake. You know, Hibs' whole transfer policy this season was based on selling an asset, be, it, be that maybe Nisbet earlier on the window or, or Doig with the big rumours, and it looked like it was done, and now it's gone very, very quiet there. So, was the whole policy based on a sell? I mean, maybe. You look at who Hibs brought in, what, Jake Doyle-Hayes, Daniel Mackay. Nathan, um, Nathan Wood on loan today. Yeah, that's the ball. Mitchell. Um, yeah, Mitchell and Webb on loan. 
uh, oh, sorry, Mitchell and Webb from Clyde. So I don't know. Like it's 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 disappointing. I think that you look at Aberdeen who strengthened with like they've they've done really well. You know, Hearts have come back into the league. Hibs had an opportunity. I mean, obviously the boy Miller's coming in in January, but get him in now. Like what he's doing, stop mucking about. I just think that it's a lot. Of people seem content with um, you know. Jason Kerr not being signed and bringing in this boy on loan, but I mean, Jason Kerr was apparently available for five hundred thousand. Uh, Jamie McCart could easily have been paid for. I mean, like I feel like Hibs have money, but they've just not used it. Everyone was praising Ron Gordon and his uh, in, like the insurance policy that he took out, where Hibs actually got money back in the pandemic from that. So for me, I, I don't understand how there's not money there. Season tickets have again sold well. The strip sold well. Everything's there. So, yeah, I mean, players have signed new deals and it's great to see Martin Boyle staying and etc, etc. But, look, if Martin Boyle gets injured, then I would rather use that wage on two players, you know, because who knows? Who well, knows Cam, well, listen, there's the last game. Nisbet takes a knock, comes off. Murphy takes a knock and comes off. And, uh, you know, Dodge got injured the week before. So there's three players, you know, I don't know what the extent of Nisbet's injury is. I don't know what the extent of Murphy's injury is. It's an ongoing hamstring injury for him. So there's already three potential starters out the window. I think Hibs do have a good, maybe 14, 15. But straight away, we just spoke about three injuries there. Well, that's us down to now 12. So the depth that we spoke about last week, Cal, it's the title of the podcast it's the depth for me which, which is the which is the, going to be the Achilles heel I think as it stands right now for Hibs because you can't rely on just those 15 players getting you through the season for me I think Hibs need a couple yeah 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 okay talking about Stubby do you want to share with your viewers your facts of the day <laughs> yeah well I mentioned that I've actually you know it's, it, it's funny so when I was in North Merkey under 15s, 16s, it was a kind of Scotland boys club thing, set up thing and uh, went down went down in Wales and played and uh, yeah, I had the starting jersey and, 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 the, and, the, and the goalkeeper that came on in the second half was uh, was a lad that I think has he, has he confirmed, is he signed for Hibs or not? I'm not sure um, it looks like he has, I'm not sure if it's actually been officially scarf above, above the head yet, but yeah, David Mitchell from Clyde I think he's been at a few teams. I think he did really well at Stranraer. I think he's been at Falkirk as well. But it looks like he's uh, he's signing or Hibs, presumably Callum as a, as a backup goalkeeper. But I hope so. But uh, there we are. Yeah. So there you go. Another another goalkeeper that's uh, that's been played second for Dolphin. You know, it's, it's not really. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jokes aside. Jokes aside. I think it was actually a flip of the coin. To be fair. Um, for us to who started that game and heads you win tails you lose one of them Calm, do you know what I mean absolutely <laughs> absolutely been there done that correct um, no so hopefully Hibs can get a few more in Calm, it's, or otherwise it's going to be I think McCarr I think it's a no brainer and I think if I'm McCarr unless you know I look at Jason Kerr maybe the Maybe he sees, you know, being a Hibs fan, maybe he just thinks already he's up against it, the pressure's on, people know that he's his family are Hibs fans, maybe he's thinking, nah, I, I see my future maybe down south, I want to go down south, and I've got no problem with that if he wants to go down there. 
The McCart one, though, I mean, that seemed that Hibs had deals in. You know, St Johnston have come out and said that Hibs have offered money, but it's just not near their, their evaluation. You know, the evaluation. So you've got to think if if Kerr's two, you know, five hundred thousand as the captain, you've got to think maybe what three fifty for McCart, at, roughly. I, I don't know. Surely Hibs have got that considering the money that Hibs have spent recently. You know, in this bit and things. If Hibs did really want them, then. Surely the money's there to, to go and get him, Cal. Well, like I say, I, um, and I, I don't know, I don't understand how Hibs haven't made more signings. It's been a very quiet window. You know, Jack Ross came out six weeks ago and said that Hibs need a defender and a striker, and we're waiting until deadline day to get it. It's, look, it's, it's not good enough. Regardless of who's brought in now, you know, it's it's not good enough. When, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a few, like, we could Hibs could have gone through against Rijeka. I'm not saying that uh, Hibs would have beaten Pauk and got into the Conference League, but could have easily beaten Rijeka uh, if, if there was a little bit of depth there. And I just think that, you know, uh, penny-pinching has not worked out well. Hmm. Hmm. What I've seen on Twitter is Callum Hendry. Like, that, that would be an awful signing. Like, that is, <laughs> that is honestly not... If you're going to sign a Callum, you may as well sign me. That is a joke of a signing. Honestly, it is all of my being not to swear right now because that would be so, so bad. There's nothing that he brings. I would honestly rather start one of the 16-year-olds that's at the club. Okay. Josh O'Connor. <laughs> Josh O'Connor, Connor Young, anything like that. Josh, I mean, honestly... Callum Hendry would be a busted flush. Mm, okay. <laughs> Still positive, Callum. We go in the, we go into the derby, uh, top of the league. But you know as well as I do, we spoke about it. Well, I'll do predictions next week, but I cannot see Hibs going to, to Tynecastle picking up three points. No way. Not after Tam McManus's uh, thing on the record a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what he was all about there, but you know. I mean, to be fair, if anyone's realistically. Looking at Tom McManus and taking that opinion seriously. Come on. Come on, ding on my man. Right. Let's, let's, okay. Let's go in with a city then, Cal. And um, oh. well, maybe I've, you know we spoke a lot about how would the Friday nights go for Edinburgh City this season? Would it be a leveller and all that thing? But well, two home games. Back to back wins at home, one over Steny, and, and they backed it up with that win over Elgin. So, very important three points. Very important three points. Yeah, it's massive. Um, first half was at 2 0 after 10 minutes. Um, and uh, everything that we said last week, well, more I said last week, because I think you you were playing devil's advocate and sort of sitting on the fence, etc. You know, I said that City needed more goals, they needed a little bit of creativity going forward, they needed to add a couple of players, obviously they brought in MS Money, um, some debut, two assists, huge difference for for City, they get the three points, it's another, it's another clean sheet at home as well. Mm. So maybe maybe if the away form can get sorted out, we might be on a decent receipt, because all of a sudden, sitting fifth and yeah relegation isn't at the forefront of the mind anymore (laughs) 
Oh, football's a funny game, Ross, isn't it? Football's a funny game. One week we're speaking about <laughs> the relegation in the face, and the next week we're thinking, hey, right in the playoffs. But that's, that's League 2, that's League 1. That's the championship when you've only got 10 teams in the league. All it takes is maybe two home wins in a row, whatever, and, and, and suddenly it looks all so different. Definitely, I showed you the title last. Yeah. That's what you want, though. It's, it gives a wee bit more excitement to them. I think that's what the League Two, you know, looking at this, Ross, I look at the League Two table, and yeah, I think Kelty, you know, Kel- apart, apart from Kelty, who looked to be pulled away, and I think maybe, f- is it Annan, who have having a really good start to the season, but I see a lot of teams maybe try to get that fourth place. There's not what I would say is a maybe a top a top four, really nailed on top four this season. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that maybe fancy their chances of, of sneaking that maybe third or fourth spot. So, because of that, you know, teams are taking points of each other every week. So, I think City just need to maybe hang in there. And as, as maybe because of massive changes, huge changes at the club, you know, it's, it's almost unrecognisable uh, squad from, from seasons gone by. So, it's just maybe hanging on in there and, and you just never know as they, as they build momentum. Aye, I think I think this season was always going to be difficult with, as you said, with that the amount of changes that have been in there because you took them the gel as well. But <clears throat> I think the the Elgin game was like talking about teams coming out of their traps. But done well. But they will, hopefully they'll they'll keep getting stronger and stronger. Mm. So we need. I want all the my teams up there. I think it's been some yeah, if City, if City can turn it round, that'd be um you know, we've got Sybil up there, Spartans up there, obviously Hibs and Hearts, if City can get there as well, it'll be some some uh, some place for Edinburgh football. Um Calm, you mentioned them there, Ennis Murray. That's a really good sign for me. I think that's a guy I mentioned I mentioned him a few weeks ago thinking he might be the one that went to Kelly, but it was someone else. Um but no it's uh, he uh, but Ennis Murray at, at, at the weekend. Uh, you know, watching the highlights, he looked very sharp. He looked almost, to be honest, Cal, an incredible likeness to to Josh Campbell. That energy, the the, the sort of pace, uh, I was really impressed, and uh, I think that could be a huge signing for City if he stays fit, stays hungry, and shows what he's shown there. He could be a difference maker, Cal. I was I was really really impressed. Yeah, obviously, if he keeps that form up, then hundred percent. That's that's what you want to see. I think that um, if I'm honest, I, I wasn't sure the sort of positive impact that he would have. Uh, I've not seen a lot of them. Um, just what, what I have seen at Easter Road, it's been bit part appearances and not really setting the header right. So wasn't sitting there thinking, "Oh, this will be an earth-shattering signing." And well, to be fair, when it comes to my city, I'm happy to be wrong. Uh, because I was wrong last week <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll continue to be happily be wrong if, if this is the sort of form that uh, they can produce I still think perhaps a little bit light but the beauty of being a League 2 team is there is no such thing as a transfer window really so we will uh, so I say we will be able to add players to the squad and yeah I think that look if the home form stays like this and you know, get a little bit more adventurous away from home, then look, it's not as doom and gloom as perhaps I was predicting last week. Mm. Yeah, I think I think so. And I think it's going to be interesting because I, I, has it been spoken, maybe I'm being a bit 
they're not, uh, not quite noticed this, but are, are City moving into Middle Bank at all this season, Calm? Is, is that on the cards? Is it, is it, or is it Ainsley Park the whole year, but it's just going to be Friday night? So maybe I've missed something here. I'm not sure on that. I, I thought that in October, Middle Bank should be finished. Right. So I think that perhaps then that's when City will move. Mm. Oh, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see how City sort of yeah. deal with that deal with that switch if it does come sort of mid mid season because that's a very rare thing to to happen certainly in mid season. But you know the Friday night is a big call, but so far it's so far it's paying off. But it's going to be goals, isn't it? That that's a big thing for City this season. Um, looking at their their sort of strikers, I know Handling. Would you class Handling as a striker? Probably not. In my eyes, probably more attacking midfield player, but it's goals, isn't it? I mean, Uzi. Uh, I don't know. If, has, has Uzi scored so far this season? I'm not. I'm not sure. Cam, no, I don't think he has chipped in with goals yet. And Shanley's chipped in with a couple, possibly. So it's it's it's, it's goals. That, yeah, it's maybe what? Yeah, one. Yeah, you're showing us here. So it's it's goals, isn't it? That's the that's going to be the big thing for for City this season. Cam, we played it last week. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to think that with the addition of uh, an attacking midfielder like that in Ennis Murray, and hopefully he can continue to, if not provide the assists, at least have the ball in the forward areas, which would set up opportunities for someone else to provide assists. I think that, you know, you've got to remember guys like Robbie McIntyre, etc., aren't. Um, awful when it comes to getting balls into the box and you know mm. uh, setting up chances. So yeah. he's got a wonderful left foot. So I think that the it was just a little bit of a lack of depth. If City can address that, then I think that there will be they will create chances. They will score more goals. So it's just it, it all it's a trickle down effect. It starts at the top, and once once the an issue of depth is addressed, then we'll see City get better. Mm. So five games in Ross, no game this weekend. So we've, we've kind of we've we've spoke about the starts that the two bigger clubs have had. So six points on five games, two wins at home. It's just a an all right start, isn't it? It's just a, it's just an all right start now. It, it, it would have been a poor start, but it's just a just an all right start now. Aye, I, I don't think there's too much to write home about. I think I said there that. There is going to be a transition period for the players that it's pretty much a whole new squad they've got in just about. So it's it's needing time for them to bleed in. Um, but I, I think if they hadn't got the win at the weekend, uh, you'd be questioning the start a lot. But swell and swell can be expected. That it's, they're up against it. Well, they know what's in the league, but it's, it's going to be difficult for them. So just hopefully it's. Um, the win they kind of had is hopefully this break with the chance uh, the international break hasn't come at a, a wrong time for them because mm. they've had that wee confidence boost there you're hoping that's going to they're going to keep that feel good factor coming for when they come back to it so we'll just have to see what's what's going to happen mm. what do you think Cal as an international break goes um... Um, I don't know because at this moment in time, I would think that a, a two week, well, a, a week's break is probably the best thing for him, I say, because it gives Naismith a little bit more time with the players so they can get them sorted, get them integrated better. Because 
so far the home form's been good, the away form's been pitiful. So there needs to be a change somewhere. Okay. Right, on to the lonely then and oh, a massive game this weekend uh, in the lonely, but what we'll speak about last weekend before we get there. So we'll just start with uh, with Civil and then speak about Spartan. So Civil a two two draw Callum, you know, went um, went behind, got themselves ahead, then conceded a goal late on. Disappointing because I think that could have been a, a it'd been a nice three points just to set them up for for uh, you know after a tough run of fixtures. Of course, they had you know Cumbernauld, then they had Broomhill. I thought it was a nice maybe little bounce back after that real tough run of fixtures that they've had. Um, Away from home, a point, it's not all bad, but three points was there for them. I think it's disappointing. I think um, going 2-1 up and by all accounts deserving to be 2-1 up and then conceding late on, mm. I think that it's a bit of a kick in the teeth for several. Uh, I, I doubt that they'll have been happy with the, with the point. Um, I think half the prediction late were devastated with that uh, result because a lot of people had to work yourself included um, so I think that look, it was disappointing uh, it's a disappointing result I'm not going to I'm not going to shy away several have been really good this year and in seasons gone by that might have been a very good result but this year it's not yeah yeah I, I think it's it's one of them Cam isn't it I, I, <laughs> You know, it, it's amazing because the start they've had is such a tough run of fixtures. You know, ten games. I don't think a team's probably had a harder start than that. Or if they have, they're not going to be sitting third in the league, um, certainly. So, but it was these run of fixtures. You know, that it's funny how the the mindset changes. How a point away from home uh, just seems so disappointing when considering some of the results they've picked up. But it's it's it's, it's the level of bar that several have set themselves now. Like um, I just think that it was a big chance at the weekend to sort of kick on um, after the Cumbernauld result because I think you look at the draws against East Stirling and oh dear lord Celtic, uh, Celtic were, were good results uh, positive positive results uh, and obviously being Cumbernauld I think going through Broomhill if they come away with three points then it's 100% what they should have been doing and uh, look I'm, I'm not going to have to tell Gary etc that it's a disappointing result but what a, what a fixture to uh, look forward to and pick up three points because well both clubs doing well at the top end of the table this North Edinburgh derby is going to be something special mm. you've not had you've not been on the podcast load so far Ross I know your your, your commitment's out with but you know what have you made for, for Civil Star I know you're on a weekly basis, developing your sort of lower league knowledge. So from afar, what have you, how have you, how have you seen Civil start to the season? You must be impressed. You know, looking at the fixtures they've had, it's been a great opening ten games for them. Oh, definitely, I think this has been an ideal start for them. I think that the drop points of the weekend, well, it shows it shows you how far Civil have came that they're actually gutted with that as well. I think previously they might have been happy with getting that point, but. We'll see, with, with, as you said, with the bar, they've set themselves. They've kicked on, they've had great results against both the old firm teams um, in there, and even picking up points they probably wouldn't have throughout last season or the year before. So it's it's credit to, to Jardin and the team that 
they're continuing to, to kick on they've still got that resilience here so it's I have been very impressed with Civil this season yeah Cam there's something on Civil they've seen a few goals you know two goals against Cumbernauld two goals against Broomhill um, it's not something they've been you know I spoke a lot about Civil in terms of conceding goals but it's you know, we spoke about the two Cumbernauld goals. I think, you know, we spoke to Gary, disappointed with the two goals. I'm sure he'd be disappointed with it with the two goals against Broomhill as well. So, back to basics, Paul, maybe possibly required. Try and get maybe clean sheets again. You know, how they'll have a 1 0 and things. So, I'm sure they'll be working on that. Alright, like, let's, let's be honest. Um, it's not nice to see the amount of goals that we're conceding, but. They've been getting the result at the end of the day and they've been tightening it up. You know, let's be honest, Celtic are three scoring. Um, they've scored, you know, Rangers, what was it, 9-0 they won at the weekend, you know, and Civil limited them to one goal. So I think there is times when the defence has been fantastic. Yeah, uh, There's obviously been a few hiccups there, but all in all, I think maybe a few tweaks instead of our drastic overhaul oh no and listen we spoke about the start a young side there's going to be ups and downs over the course of the season things are mistakes are going to happen with a young team really interesting now speaking about goals here Cal I'm looking at the league table you don't have to come in on this but only three teams have conceded less goals in games this season that's Bonnerig who have played 10 games conceded 9 goals uh, and then Rangers and Celtic have only conceded 5 goals this season uh, both sides so, but apart from that, not no other teams have conceded less games and goals. So there's a lot of goals in this league, um, and a game that had lots of goals in it was was last weekend. You know, Cali Braves going through at Ainsley Park. It's back to back defeats for for Spartans at Ainsley Park. Unheard of, really. For for, for another time that I can really remember. I mean, not of course not unheard of, but not common certainly in the league that there's been back-to-back defeats for, for Spartans in the league. So that's going to be disappointing in the nature of them as well. Um, disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah, um, let's be honest, it's, it's not good enough. It's uh, like, you know, regardless regardless of um, what you think, I think these two games were winnable. And I think the Spartans had won them. They're sitting really, really pretty in the league. Mm. And it's... It's disappointing. The Easterly result, you can almost go, right, went down to 10 men. Okay, still almost snatched a draw. Okay, we'll bounce back properly next week, get the, get the result against Cali Braves. Not good enough. Listen to reports and, and things and, and reading things. I, I think Spartans had chances in the first half, didn't take them, and they got caught with a few sucker punches, but... Disappointing, Ross. You know, again, Spartans from afar. It's been a decent start to the season. I think I think they had a nice kind run of fixtures uh, in between Rangers and and uh, maybe the sort of Shire game. Had a, a nice run of fixtures, but it's been a solid start. You know, they're up up there towards the top end of the season. I think Callum's right. If they picked up maximum points in the in the last two games, they'd be in a fantastic position now. Nine nine or ten games in uh, into the season, but still a still a decent you know still a, a decent start they've had. I think we had a look at the we talked about signing Blair Henderson at the start of the season mm-hmm. he's kind of shown what his he's worth to that team into the league so I think I think signs like that they've been really quite smart um, kind of precise with the signings that they've had to make 
so they've not changed the bulk of the squad um, they're playing at the moment they're playing against Cumbernauld as we speak mm-hmm. so it's, uh, that's a game at Ainsley Park hopefully they can kind of write that defeats aspect there I had a look at the Twitter just briefly there it says it was a very quick start from Spartans and they're looking strong so they've forced their keeper in a few changes I did notice that there's a trialist in goal for them tonight mm-hmm. yeah which surprised uh, me yeah I think uh, I think I, I think, saw that sorry yeah I think I think well, I'm presuming that I think during the Shire game, Callum, it was certainly well documented that Blair took quite a quite a bad knock. I don't think they were very happy on social media and things with the challenge, like a picture went up and things like that. And um, I think he took a bit of a sore one. So perhaps just uh, bringing in cover for him in the next, uh, well, the last two games, certainly now it's the, a trial has been in goals the last two games. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're right, Ross. Look at the start of the season. I think Spartans have made smart signings. Um, Henderson, Heard, Dishington. I thought Newman. You know, seen him the first couple of games. Uh, I'm really impressed with him. So yeah, they've made they've made made solid signings all over. But I just can't see past the last two weeks. I'm as disappointing. Kama, you know, I know no said about it is because we we said, and I think that puts really big pressure on these next two games. This has to be maximum points for Spartans now to to get well, this season back on track. The thing is, if if it was Spartans beating East Island and beating uh, Braves and then being coming all tonight they would be sitting top of the table yeah right, that's um, you know that's that's what annoys you because it's winnable games where they've come away with nothing not even you know a point where you can sort of go okay but they've come away with nothing and they go into well I, th- I think they'll beat coming all Colts tonight which it's it's a bit of a palate cleanse of the derby uh, on, on Saturday I think it's a good game for them to have uh, because Cumbernauld have been a bit, you know, um, shipping a lot of goals. No, normally, normally they have the odd result, but to be fair, they've been pretty poor this season. So I think Spartans have come through that, and that will give them a little bit of confidence going into the, the derby there. Because I think, you know, I, I think that could be a cracking game mm. in the weekend. Listen, there's no doubt that Spartans, the firepower the Spartans got, the personnel they've got, you know, six points in these two games are, are well within their grasp. You know, and they will. They'll be the favourites in both of these games. The one tonight and and, and the derby at the weekend. They will be the favourites for that. Um, but the derby itself at the Christie Gillis, I think, Cal, one of the most complete performances we've seen from a Spartans team came at the Christie Gillis a couple of years ago. And, and, and I think we'll, we'll kind of keep reference from that for probably quite a while. That that win over uh, Civil, you know, a few seasons ago now. But uh, it was a two two nil game. Yeah, two nil uh, game. Yeah. But it was. I tell you, uh, another thing that I loved about that day, uh, uh, I loved about Spartans that day, was the strip. That, that light blue, that was a fantastic kit that they were with that day, but they controlled that game from start to finish. And I think that they, look, in sort of similar circumstances to this, they went into that game where there was a little bit of, you know, like uh, maybe doubt cast over them, but they went into that game and they were absolutely phenomenal. phenomenal. They controlled the tempo right from the start, Civil couldn't get near them. And I think if you're looking at sort of complete performances, that was it from Spartans. I think it's the best I've seen them play in the course of this podcast. But I think I don't. I don't think they'll have it that easy this weekend. I think that if I'm honest, I think Civil going as favourites, and I think Civil. I think Civil are going to take some stopping. 
I think it's teed up to be a, a fantastic game. You know, you've got a young, hungry, confident civil side, you know, and then you've got a kind of experienced, uh, you know, lots of players that have played at higher, a higher level in, in, in the Spartans dressing room. So it's really well balanced. Two teams that are close to each other in the league. When was the last time civil and Spartans were this far up in the league? It's been a while, and you know, I know they've been battling out for like fifth and sixth and things like that, but they're both right up there this season. So, really, really, uh, really looking forward to this one. Really looking forward to this one. Uh, Christy Gillis, Saturday, get a big crowd down there. No hips and hearts. It deserves it. It really does deserve a big turnout because, uh, you know, absolutely buzzing for it, to be quite honest. Are you going to be a cracking game? Two games on, on point. Uh, TBC, TBC. No, oh, I think I'll, I think I'll, I think I'll, I think I'll go down. Cam, are you going to go down, or are you, are you, are you choosing uh, your country over club? I, 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 you, you already know that I can't make it. You already know I'm absolutely despondent about the fact that I cannot make it. I will be, um, I'll be through in Glasgow um, because I'm, I'm getting right back on the on the Scotland train after mm. a couple of years off. Um, Right back, right back into that. So I will miss the game, unfortunately. Mm, okay. So I'll probably drunkenly tweet from the official podcast account just to remind <laughs> you on Saturday night. No, get that, um, get logged out. You've got his, you've, you've got, you've got history of that. Get logged out. Don't stop again. The fear again. <laughs> right. Putting them on notice now that there's going to be dodgy tweets. Right. Uh, the uni we've got, we've got six and a half minutes left. We've got a few things to get through. Um, the uni. Very cool. It's um, obviously didn't play at the weekend because. Uh, was it Celtic? Celtic had COVID, um, and I'll be honest. If it was the other way around, you can guarantee that the uni would have had to play the game. Uh, but it's it's not a disaster. I think um, missing out on that game. The uni are in action tonight, but I cannot remember who they're playing. Which is they're great. playing. Um, they're away. I'm sure. Oh God, who is it again? Grenada. This is actually a Grenada. Is Grenada? This is a. This is actually a chance here. Yeah, big game actually. I think it's one of them that I must. I think I must not lose for me. Absolutely. I think it's a. a I was about to go on um, the. I'm on Gretna's Twitter having a look at um, if there's updates, etc. And you've got down more than that or something. Get, oh, get, get in the sea, Grenada, eh? Get that in the sea. <laughs> I hope Edinburgh Uni do you. And who have they got the weekend, Uni? Uh, the Edinburgh Uni at the weekend, they, oh, it's, it's another derby. It is the, the Uni derby. They are home to summer. Oh, hasn't been kind to them in recent times, but... Has not, no. Sterling, Sterling of, um, was a, there, was a, there was a 4-1 or a 5-1 in there, so mm-hmm. yeah. Right, okay. Right, we've got five minutes left. We've got Player of the Month and predictions to get through. Player of the Month for August. I'll start us off. I think for me, um, it's going to come from Hibs. Signed the new deal. He's chipping in with goals regularly. Martin Boyle for me. Ross, who are you putting forward? Hearts, number six, Benny. Yeah, that's very pretty to sell him because I can't. Beringamen. Jesus, right. Honestly, that's the two years are a disgrace. Beringamen, so difficult. And Callum, who are you putting forward? 
Right, well, seeing as we couldn't agree and um, I, I I chose the last two and I've gone for, well, he's six foot four and he always scores, Blair Henderson and Alufi because... I've he's six foot four as well. And he always scores. He's just six foot 20. Not just based on his uh, hat-trick there, but I think Alufi's really... Um, as one of the elder players in the Solar Sun lineup, he has really done well. Um, good quality leadership and drove the team. So I've been impressed with him so far. So there's our four. We'll put it up as a poll, and people can vote based on who they support for and not care about who we've chosen. <laughs> yeah, there we are then. Four names Boyle, Beningany, Blair Henderson. Could have actually put Hearts 11 in, but I did want to be greedy. <laughs> Well, considering there's only four options, you'd struggle. Now. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay then, on to the predictions. Cam, do you want to lead us in? Right. Um, right, so because there's only two fixtures this weekend, we will be, as we have often done in the past, choosing to include Scotland games um, from Saturday night and Tuesday night. So there will be four games only on the graphic this weekend. And we start with the North Edinburgh Derby, Civil v Spartans, Andrew Stovey, talk to me. Desmond. Oh, Desmond as well, mate. Oh my God, there are oh, so, many splin- so many splinters going around the <laughs> podcast right now. Um, right, I came up 3 1 Civil. Goals. Oh. Right, um, Edinburgh Uni at home to Stirling Uni, Andrew Stoey. 1 2 to Stirling Uni. Right, Ross Jones Pires. 4 0 Stirling Uni. 4 0 Stirling Uni. I, Desmond. Mm. Right, uh, Stoey, Scotland versus Moldova. 3 0 Scotland. Scotland and uh, Byers same, same question Scotland. to you what 2-0 Scotland 2-0 uh, 5-0 Scotland Moldova brutal Scotland of class <laughs> um, we will finish with so. Austria v Scotland Andrew Stobie are you a traitor or not uh, no I can't see Scotland going over there and picking up a win although they did, did give me I was going to no Shut up, Andrew. That wasn't it, wasn't it? Austria was Norway they played in the Norwegian school camp, girls. Um, no, I'm going to go for Austria 3, Scotland 1. Boo. Uh, Ross Piers. 1 1. 1 1. Um, I'm going 2 1, Scotland. I'm going 2 1, Scotland. Before we finish, I think that it is appropriate that we mark. Well, yesterday was a heart and soul day, but I think that it is appropriate as the end of football podcast that we do mark the fact that Hearts have become the biggest fan-owned club in the um, in the country. I don't know if it's the world, but it's certainly an achievement yeah, that uh, Hearts are still here. Uh, it's all down to me, the, the five guys at the Foundation of Hearts, the founders, uh, and Budge, and of course the magnificent and sometimes in Ross George Byers' case very special uh, fans <laughs> of the club so as in the last minute last few seconds we will give Hearts 
an absolute shout out. Well done. Well, the hearts, the hearts. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't say that better myself, Callum. Well done, everyone, and uh, you know, well done. That's Thank amazing. you for listening. Where, where this comes came from, where it was, where it was facing, to where we are now. Credit to every single one of the Hearts fans that put their hands in their pockets. Uh, 